Hi, I'm John Narrell, and welcome to the Mid-Career GPS Podcast. If you're feeling stuck in your career and overwhelmed by what steps to take, I can help you. As an executive and career transition coach, I help my clients prepare, position, and promote who they are and what they do to show up and find a job they love or love the job they have. It's time to start building your mid-career GPS. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. So today is episode six, and we're going to talk about defining at-will employment. Now, less than a couple of weeks ago, as I am recording this, our nation experienced one of its darkest days in watching an insurrection happen on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Now, while this podcast does not get political in nature in any way, shape, or form, I do feel it is important for me to share that I was shocked, horrified, and heartbroken as I sat with millions of you who watched the news coverage and followed on Twitter and read the articles about watching our nation's capital come under attack. I can appreciate that you are upset, but handling it in that way to me was completely unacceptable, and there are consequences for those actions. What happened as a result of January 6th from my lens and my experiences as an executive and career transition coach was a conversation about what at-will employment really means. And in this episode, that's what we're going to dig into today. We're going to talk about at-will from the organizational or employer side, the benefits to you as an employee for knowing your at-will employment rights, the time when I didn't follow the customary two weeks notice for leaving a job and exercised my at-will rights, and what it means to protect and promote your brand each and every day. This year has not gotten off to an easy start. 2020 was an epic year, and 2021 continues to roll right on forward. In fact, it's been kind of a tumultuous month, and we are a nation in need of healing. Now, as I watched what happened on January 6th, I was taken a little off guard in the sense that I was on the phone with someone And I had my phone on Do Not Disturb, and my phone kept pinging, and messages were coming through because dear friends and 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 you know colleagues were were reaching out to simply say, "Hey, are you okay? Do you know what's going on?" and things like that. And even though I live outside of the Washington D.C. area, I was nowhere near the Capitol that day. Uh, it was nice to know that there were friends who were checking in and also just wanted to talk a little bit about what they were seeing and experiencing. But when you're in a meeting, you can't exactly pull away, right? 
So as soon as I had a moment to turn the TV on and take a look, the news junkie in me kind of was immediately riveted as far as getting caught up on the events that led to that that day and what was happening afterward. But the conversation that really came up was what has happened after it in terms of defining what at-will employment means. Because, and I'll reference several articles in the show notes that I would love for you to check out, but one of the articles references the number of people who were identified that lost their jobs because of their participation in the insurrection. And when you are an at-will employee, your at-will employer can certainly do that. Now, there's an article that I'm going to link from Indeed.com. The article basically outlines the benefits of at-will employment to both employers and employees. And from the employer side, what it says is that they can terminate an employee without cause, change their pay, change their duties and responsibilities, their benefits, or their time off. and Where that benefits the employer is that they cannot guarantee long-term employment. And so in situations where headcounts may need to be reduced or the company is losing revenue and they can't make payroll, they will need to go ahead and make those kind of reductions and at-will laws allow them to do that. Now, a very dear friend of mine years and years and years ago, summed this up for me in just a really great way, which was, think of your employment in two-week increments or in an increment based on the pay cycle. What he said was, you basically enter into an agreement with your employer where you do the work and they pay you for it. And at the end of those two weeks, you both make a decision as to whether or not you want to continue in that role. And if you do, it's essentially an unspoken agreement. You work another two weeks and your company pays you. But if they have a decision or you have a decision that you no longer work there, you're simply breaking the agreement based on those two-week contracts, if you will. Even as a teacher, we had a a year-long contract, but there were still provisions and, and articles within that contract that allowed for the employer or the employee to exit if needed. Now, from an employee's perspective, being at will allows you or gives you the right, if you will, to leave a job for any reason without notice. And while two weeks is customary, there are times when it is in your benefit to leave that job before such notice. It may be in cases of harassment, unsafe work environment. It might be because of medical reasons. Now, while two weeks is certainly customary, you get to decide what is best for you in how you navigate that exit. So keep in mind 
that at-will employment works both ways. There are advantages to both the employer and to the employee. If you happen to live in the state of Montana or you know someone who lives in Montana, they are the only state in the union that does not have at-will employment laws. When I first heard about being an at-will, when I looked at that first contract, I got, I got so freaked out by it. And I questioned whether or not I even wanted to work there. And then you learn that it's just language. It is language that is in the contract to protect both the employer and the employee in these situations. But knowing that an organization can let you go without cause at any moment, if you're a worrier like I am, it was like, well, oh my gosh, what, you know, what if I did something wrong? Are they going to fire me immediately? The answer to that is no. Unless you do something exceptionally egregious, would they immediately let you go? But even if you are an employee who is struggling meeting performance metrics, typically you are put on a PIP or a performance improvement plan to ensure that you have a path to success or it is a success for you to, um, it is a path rather for you to be terminated if you don't meet those performance indicators. So it's not like all of a sudden someone's just going to walk in your office and go, you're fired. But that could happen. And if it has happened to you, I'm sorry that it has because it has to be extremely stressful and upsetting. Certainly, there are times when companies get acquired, they are bought out by other companies, or they are, there's a venture capital company, say, that's, that's going to come in and take them over. And so that other company is looking to reduce headcount, and they may do a layoff of 5 or 10% of their staff. All of these things happen, but because you are an at-will employee... The company has the legal rights and protection in order to do that. Now, if you participate in an insurrection at the Capitol and you are seen across multiple news media outlets breaking in and yelling threats and things like that, it kind of makes sense that a company would let you go at that point. And the article that I reference in the show notes, you'll, you'll see some examples of that again. You may even recall seeing on the news that there was one guy who was easily identified because he wore his company's ID badge to the insurrection. When companies see something like that, the company will question their brand and their reputation. The last thing any company wants is a PR nightmare. And in so many ways, when they started seeing that their employees were involved in this insurrection and these riots on the U.S. Capitol, in my opinion, it looked like a PR nightmare. And they were like, here you go, make a decision, <laughs> right? Some of them resigned. Some of them were terminated but it is a PR nightmare. And so while we live in a society where cancel culture is more and more prominent and we can cancel someone pretty quickly, 
we have to acknowledge that this incident without question would be more than enough cause, reason, or concern for an employer to question whether having someone on their payroll as an employee was worth it to them. And so that's some of the decisions that I believe and I understand were happening that would question as to why somebody was either terminated or perhaps they were given an opportunity to resign. Now, there are conversations about other ramifications, penalties, punishments, censuring, and stuff like that that are far beyond this podcast and I'm not going to get into. But at the end of the day, you have to know the rules you are playing with. And and knowing the rules for at-will employment is an easy one in the sense for you to be familiar with both from the employer and the employee side of things. Now, there was a time in my career when I did not give the customary two weeks notice. In fact, I only gave one week. And I did so because I was transitioning to a new job that I had accepted. And for some personal reasons, I needed that week off in between jobs to take care of some things. And so I only gave a week's notice. And my boss called me up. And she reminded me very sternly that I needed to give two weeks notice that it was unacceptable to do otherwise. And at that point, I very calmly said, I I can understand that. And if this were a different situation, I certainly would. But due to personal reasons, I'm only able to give you one week's notice. And if that is not okay, then we need to talk about an alternate exit strategy, um, even if that means you let me go right now but I can only give you a week. And I did, I got the week and I felt in that case, I was able to still exit as professionally and gracefully as possible. You have to look at your situation in terms of when uh, you give notice and how much notice you give. So two weeks, again, is more than customary. There have been times when I've given four or six weeks notice. Uh, In fact, there was one job where I actually gave four months notice that I was not going to be returning at the end of the year. It was one of the teaching positions that I had because I wanted to make sure there was plenty of time for us to transition my role accordingly, for them to find someone to come into my job. And I still finished out the school year. And then just at the end of June, I just left and went on to my my job at DC Public Schools. But that's where you have to know your situation. So many times I say, how we show up matters. You've probably heard me end podcasts episodes with this. And by that, I mean, our words matter. Our actions matter. And We need to be aware that protecting and promoting our professional brand should be a vital and pivotal point in defining how we show up professionally in our careers and in our lives. While the events on January 6th have certainly opened up a discussion about what at will means, we also have to think about that what we post, 
what we tweet, what we put out on social media is all searchable. It would make sense that a potential employer would do a very simple Google search on someone to see if anything pops up. Because if that person, quote unquote, isn't the right fit, then it could put any kind of employment possibilities for you in jeopardy. So it's important to be careful about what you put out on social media. Social media in 2021 is very different than what it was in 10 or 15 years ago. But thinking about your professional brand, you must protect that. You must find ways to promote it in any way, shape, or form. Because if a future employer Googles you and they see something they don't like, it may impact your future employment. And so keep that in mind. And it's a tough one. It's a tough one in an age where we can be so quick to tweet or to post or things like that. Um, we just need to be really, really careful of that. Because as you're navigating your GPS in creating whatever is next, if you think about the third stage, which is about promoting who you are and what you do, you have to put a spotlight on what your professional brand is and what people are going to think about or understand about your brand, even without necessarily talking to you, but looking at your LinkedIn profile or your Twitter account. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking with you a little bit about Ken Jennings and his role as an interim guest host for Jeopardy! Because we know that Ken Jennings has come under some very severe heat for some tweets that he has put out in the past. And, and it has become in some ways a little bit of a PR hurdle for him and for Jeopardy. But after a first week on the job, he seems to be doing a really great job as an interim host. But these are the things when it comes to branding that we all need to take a look at. So get ready for episode seven. That one's going to be an, an interesting and a fun one as well. So as we wrap up, remember that at-will employment benefits both the employer and the employee by giving you very clear and defined rights in terms of what employment agreements look like, okay? If you want to know a little bit more about protecting and promoting your brand, I certainly encourage you to check out my book. It is called Show Up, Six Strategies to Lead a More Energetic and Impactful Career. You can find it on Amazon. And for the month of January, the Kindle edition's at $1.99. So literally for less than a cup of coffee, you can get a hold of this book and really start digging through what my Show Up, Six Strategies are to help you show up more impactfully in your career. 
If you want also some more information, you can always check out my website at johnnarrell.com and take a look on Facebook at my private Facebook group called Your Mid-Career GPS. It'd be great to have you in that group as well as we figure out how to prepare, position, and promote who you are and what you do so you can show up to figure out whatever's next for your career. And I'm glad to help you be a part of that. So until next time, take care of yourself. Uh, We are going to see a change in administration. I hope there is a lot of peace. I hope there is um, just some calming and some healing that can happen in this country. I don't expect it to happen overnight, but certainly I hope that it will. And more importantly than ever, how we show up matters. Make it a great day, and I will see you next time. Take care. If you enjoyed today's show and don't want to miss an episode, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you usually listen. If you haven't already, I'd appreciate it if you would leave me a rating and review to let me know what you think to help others find this podcast and continue to bring you relevant and useful content to help you navigate what's next for your career. And if you're ready to create your mid-career GPS and get rid of the overwhelm so you can find the job you'll love or love the job you have, visit my website at johnnarrell.com for more information about joining my private Facebook group and scheduling a free consult with me so we can start building your mid-career GPS together. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on social at John Narrell Coaching. I'll see you next time.